Welcome to Dealcast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham, a business journalist who's been covering M&A for a decade. In this special episode, we're discussing the key findings from SS&C Intralinks Global M&A Dealmakers Report 2023. Julian Fraser is an editor at Ion Analytics who worked on the report. So last year, we conducted a survey of 300 dealmakers from around the world, including the Americas, EMEA and Asia Pacific, um, chatting to them all over the phone, uh, which we feel really is the best way to get the most fruitful results and most interesting qualitative comments. Um, Three quarters of those respondents were from corporates, uh, with the remainder hailing from private equity firms. Um, collectively, those executives have a tremendous range of expertise across key industries, uh, from tech and energy to financial services and consumer and, well, everything in between, really. And I suppose the impetus for the study um, was to examine shifts in dealmaking sentiment globally, uh, particularly coming off the rip-roaring activity that we saw in um, the year before, um, when all those post-pandemic animal spirits were released. Um, there's a lot for executives to fret over, some of it really rather familiar even then, from digital transformation to supply chain disruption. Um, but then, of course, uh, the war in Ukraine uh, as well. So we posed questions to our respondent group dealing with all of those matters and their expectations for the key drivers of m the hurdles they'll have to overcome, and how best to mitigate risk, and so on. Given all the tumult, uh, it seems as though dealmakers in the private equity VC and hedge fund space are the best place to capitalize on buying opportunities um, in 2023, largely because these organizations are still sitting on an absolute treasure trove of dry powder. They simply cannot spend it fast enough. They cannot allot it quickly enough. Um, whereas others, organizations will have to d- reckon more directly with these tougher financing conditions. Um, and every type of dealmaker, though, our respondents believe is going to have to navigate more fraught due diligence processes in 2023, even if you have, are sitting on all that money, um, particularly in relation to increasingly strict ESG scrutiny. For all these issues and uh, all the things to fuss about and worry over, um, every day you read the newspaper, there's something new to, to worry about. And for all that, dealmakers are broadly optimistic. Um, they are for- forecasting an increase in MA over the coming 12 months. Um, now, Last year was down slightly from um, the incredible pace set in 2021, but still beat expectations. So, you know, for, to forecast a, an increase from that is, I think, well, very bullish. Joining me to discuss this further is Matt Wells, Vice President for Product Marketing at SS&C Intralinks. Hi, Matt. Thanks very much for joining me today. Great to be here. So let's start by looking at the year ahead. And can you tell us why dealmakers are so optimistic? Yeah, um, it may seem a bit counterintuitive or surprising to see the amount of optimism that the survey uncovered. But with the outlier that was 2021 behind us, and now 2022 also in the past, I think dealmakers are focused on what will be a more normal, and I use air quotes there, uh, year this year. In fact, the survey showed that almost two-thirds of respondents expect overall M&A activity to increase in the year ahead. 
23% of which forecasts a significant increase. Broadly, the reason for optimism, in my opinion, is the fact that all the economic and geopolitical issues are out on the table, in the open, and dealmakers are more focused on how to live with them and navigate around them versus wondering when the next issue will arrive. Many of the typical transaction drivers exist as they did in 2022. But I think there was a collective pause to catch our breath from 2021, understand the unique challenges that 2022 threw at us, and become comfortable with the playing field that 2023 will bring. Great, thank you. Can you explain why private equity is likely to be the dominant force in M&A this year? Absolutely. We, we can start with the obvious. Um, and as of mid-December, private equity had over $3 trillion in dry powder uh, by some estimates. It's going up. It, <laughs> yeah, it it's going up since to, I last heard. It continues to go up. Uh, we've, we've been talking about this number for a long time now. You hear it mentioned in, in every panel discussion, podcast that you listen to, publication. Um, and I, I think there's finally an expectation that, like we saw a little bit of in 2022, Private equity will lead the way this year as there could be less competition for deals, more difficulties with financing, and likely a rise in add-on acquisitions as, as private equity looks to shore up their portfolios. There's pressure both internally and externally on many of these funds to deploy capital as they look to raise new funds in the near future. And this is evidenced in our survey where more than 64% of private equity dealmakers expect to execute four or more deals this year versus only 34% of corporate respondents citing the same. Both of these figures are up significantly from last year, showing an appetite for, for more deals and expectation for, for, for higher volumes this year. And looking at the next 12 months or the year ahead, digital transformation, synergy creation, and pursuing the diversification of products are seen as the main drivers for M&A. Do you agree with that? And is there anything else you expect to drive M&A? Yeah, so I'm not going to argue with the dealmakers. And uh, yes, I I do agree personally as well. Uh, While there are many reasons to engage in M&A, the accelerated trend of digital transformation as a growth and transaction driver doesn't seem like it's going to be going away anytime soon. Almost every business has a need or gap that can be addressed in this regard, with cybersecurity and data and analytics leading the way. Historical drivers like synergy creation and diversification are not a surprise to see rank high in the survey, as they'll always be primary reasons to engage in M&A. One driver that you didn't mention uh, in the list that that was well represented in the survey was around restructuring and turnaround of distressed businesses. I think in the early part of the pandemic, there was a, a, a thought that there would be a wave of distressed opportunities coming. Uh, that never really materialized. And, and given the current environment, dealmakers, 44% of them to be exact, expect these opportunities to drive their M&A activity in 2023. And that's up over 10% from the survey last year. And so can we look now at some of the disruptive trends that are impacting deal-making? Could you please talk through some of the trends and explain how deal-makers are able to keep up with them? Yeah, the deal process is, is an ever-evolving one. You know, topics like deal automation, data analytics, cybersecurity were hardly on the radar a decade ago. And now they're firmly planted in every deal-maker's mind. These trends continue to gain traction. For example, 68% of respondents said that deal automation will affect M&A processes in the next 12 months, 
where last year that figure was just 42%, so up significantly. Cybersecurity threats before, during, and after the deal process is also of particular concern, as there's been a sharp rise in cybercriminals targeting M&A deals to either profit off of them or hinder them, and 62% of dealmakers we surveyed expect those attempts to continue or escalate in the year ahead. Yeah, and that plays into the trends that we mentioned in the, uh, the previous question and answer. Another huge trend that we've seen is ESG, and the survey shows that ESG continues to march up the agenda, with ESG issues facing more scrutiny than ever in M&A processes. What do you think that means for dealmaking in the coming year? This is another area that seems to grow more important and become more mainstream with each passing year. Uh, ESG has has continued to grow and enter the lexicon of, of all dealmakers to the point now where pressure from investors, governments, customers, and employees have pushed dealmakers to consider ESG impacts of almost every single deal. A full 72% of survey respondents have now said they expect these issues to receive more scrutiny in the year ahead. This is an area where the responses showed significant regional nuance with Europe far more focused on ESG versus a region like LATAM, where ESG is just getting a foothold. I believe we're still in the early stages of how ESG factors into deal making as standardization around the topic will make diligence easier and hopefully less costly in the future. And what you mentioned the different regions there, Europe and Latin America. What challenges does cross-border M&A have when it comes to ESG? I, I think the one of the things that we mentioned before is, is the standardization of practices, which you also mentioned in your, in your answer. Yeah, I, I think there are quite a few challenges, you know, and, and, you know, regulatory chief among them, depending on the domicile of, you know, the acquiring entity versus the, the entity being, being acquired. Um, you know, there are quite a few hurdles to, to navigate again, you know, regionally, you know, heavily regionally dependent. Um, and, and I think due to some of the lack of standardization of, of metrics to look at, um, you know, there is this topic called greenwashing, where, you know, the, the entity being acquired may be, you know, trying to paint themselves in a better light from an ESG standards perspective. And, you know, that may be often hard to kind of, you know, read between the lines uh, when, when, when doing diligence on these companies. So, you know, due to a lack of standardization, there, there is often, you know, some, some trouble navigating, you know, what, what the ESG picture actually looks like on, on many of these companies. Great. Thank you. Now, you mentioned about the optimism of dealmakers at the beginning of the interview, but there are the challenges that we, we just can't escape from. We've got more complex due diligence, a challenging economic environment and rising regulatory scrutiny. These are seen as some of the key challenges to M&A that the report flagged. Do you agree with those? And what other challenges lie on the horizon for dealmakers? Again, I agree with the sentiments of the dealmakers we surveyed here as well. There's no question that the financing environment will be more difficult than what we've been experiencing over the past several years. And with debt being a key component of most deals, this will have a big impact, not only on valuations, but also the ability to get some deals over the finish line. The boom of 2021 and sharply rising valuations has left many sellers with pretty high expectations that are likely 
you know, are, are unlikely actually to, to be met in this market. Now, bridging those expectations and finding a way to close the gap will be key to getting deals done in 2023. To ensure M&A dollars are being used wisely, almost 40% of respondents said that they'll be engaging in more comprehensive due diligence as a key priority, with 38% of respondents saying they'll actually start the deal preparation process earlier and many will look to leverage newer diligence-related technologies such as AI platforms to help with efficiency and comprehensiveness as they process an ever-growing amount of due diligence data. Great. Matt, good to talk. Thanks very much. That was Matt Wells, Vice President for Product Marketing at SS&C Intralinks. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of DealCast presented by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. Please rate, review and follow the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market News Alert. For more information, have a look at our show notes. Join us next week for another episode.